consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our cruise news updates at cruiseradio.net. Always feels like I'm screaming at the listener, doesn't it? It does. Why are you screaming? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just excited. Sounds like it. Just excited. Well, big show this week. Oh, yeah. We got a delightful listener, a mother out of Indianapolis, Indiana, Eden Kendall. She'll be talking about her five-night sailing with her family aboard Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas out of Fort Lauderdale. That's a great ship, one of the Freedom-class ships before Oasis, and uh, it's a good time. They're all lovely. All yeah. those Royal Caribbean ships are lovely. Get her take on it. But first, Stuart Shearer, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Carnival Cruise Lines is cutting back on Europe sailings. This really isn't a big shocker now, is it, Stuart? It, it isn't, considering the last two years where there's been a you know there's been the economic uh, conditions in Europe. And they'll get you know more money, mo money, uh, from their, their ships in the Caribbean. So it's really only the tail end of the season where we're dealing with the September, October, November sailings. So it just gets the ship back to uh, the U.S. and into the Caribbean uh, earlier rather than later. So I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. And, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if more cruise lines uh, didn't follow suit. Yeah, I can see that. So uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines is testing out all-you-can-drink packages on three different ships. What's the word with that? So who wouldn't want to drink like a Norwegian? Uh, you know, following suit with several other cruise lines, uh, NCL is testing an all-you-can-drink package. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhat limited because it's limited to as, as how much the drink can cost. But if you're going to be, you know, drinking essentially, you know, making, you know, have five drinks per person uh, per day to break even, then this may be a package for you. But uh, it is about, it comes out to a little more than $7 more expensive than what, Carnival's doing, and uh, it is going to be tested on three of the 11 ships, on Norwegian Sun, Norwegian Gem, and Norwegian Jade. So uh, with the 15% gratuity, it's probably going to be about uh, $56, $57 uh, per person per day. Mm. So, you know, if, if you drink a lot, like a lot, uh, you keep it, like I said, keep in mind, you've got to drink at least five drinks per person per day just to break even. So, right. you know, that's seven to ten drinks per person, per day, to make it worthwhile. Well, it could work out for a, a lot of people. Yeah. MTN Satellite Communications says the new Nexus Network will help make connection at sea faster. What is the Nexus Network, and will it be the same price? Well, it's, it's an interesting concept. I'll believe it when I see it. But I've been saying for, God, five years now that uh, you know, it would be great for, the, uh, you know, for, for this company to use land-based Wi-Fi services while the ships are in port. So this way, you know, passengers on board while they're in port are not having to use, uh, you know, the, the Internet. But realistically, uh, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're, you know, people are at sea. And, you know, the, the strength of the signal and the equipment on board, you know, that, that's certainly beyond our understanding. All we know is that collectively the Internet uh, services uh, provided by the cruise lines is, is pretty awful, and it's getting worse considering we're not dealing with just, you know, hooking up a laptop. You know, people have their uh, smartphones and they're using their tablets, and it's just becoming more, um, you know, more of a drain on the system, which means they need more bandwidth. Yeah. And, you know, what a lot of people are doing when they're in port is they're actually, a lot of people are using their own um, services uh, and using international data roaming 
So it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this is going to impact, because what they're saying, Matt and Doug, is that uh, with the ships being switched to land-based Wi-Fi, one, it will be less expensive. Well, no duh, because the costs are fixed at that point. And then they can reallocate the resources of essentially using each of these ships while they're in port using less bandwidth. Uh, well, they're not using the bandwidth anyways because no one's really using it. So, or, or you know, how would that impact the system? But you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, the bottom line is, it should lower the costs for the for the cruise lines, and it should therefore it means it could be lower costs for uh, the passengers. But this has been a huge profit center for the cruise line, so well, we'll see what happens. Looks like Carnival has a big billboard campaign down there in your neck of the woods in Miami <laughs> to celebrate the. Uh, year-round Caribbean service of Carnival Breeze. Now, that ship should be there any day, right? Yeah, actually, it's going to be here on the 21st. Oh, so so it's on the tail end of its uh, transatlantic uh, cruise. You know, we had a great time on it uh, in Europe. Uh, it's, it's a nice ship. It's the largest uh, Carnival ship in, this, uh, in their fleet. And you know, I know Miami is, is very excited. I was at the uh, Port of Miami cruise capital of the world uh, cruise season kickoff uh, yesterday. And uh, they're, they're very excited because it's going to be, th- you know, three of the four new ships in 2012 are calling Port Miami home. Norwegian is offering half price on children's bookings for Europe. Is this a big deal? I think it is a big deal because, you know, you're, you're, when you're traveling with your kids, I mean, it, it's going to, what is it going to save? It may save a, a few hundred dollars. So you're going to have uh, cruises uh, for, you know, when you bring your kids 17 and under on a ship, uh, on an NCL ship, in the, sharing the same cabin as a third or fourth. If there's three people and you have two kids, then only one of them is going to get the discount. But, uh, I mean, it drops the price down to three ninety nine, and any savings uh, will make a big difference in, in, you know, for a lot of people. <sighs> cool. Um, We're putting Doug to sleep. Hard to keep you awake, Doug. No, I just, I've been up all day. Um, I don't wake up at noon like Matt. <laughs> I've been sick in bed. Um, that's my excuse these past two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll come up with another one next week. So it looks like uh, Boston was quite popular in 2012 for a cruise port, Stuart. Yeah, they, they had a, uh, their record of 380,000 cruise passengers, so they were pretty excited. That's mm. about a 23% annual increase. And, uh, I mean, they had about uh, 117 uh, cruise ships, uh, you know, calls. Not cruise ships, but uh, they had, a, you know, 117 calls, um, which, which is very exciting. And I think, you know, there's there's... A lot of potential because there's going to be more cruises sailing up, you know, to Canada and New England, and I think you're going to see more ships visiting Martha's Vineyard and some of the popular places up in Maine and heading into Canada, uh, you know, for more of the season. Then you know, there, there's more to Canada than you know just sailing during, um, you know, the leaf uh, season. You know, when the leaves are changing, and I think we're going to see more ships sailing up there. So there's a, there's a, a lot more potential uh, to see more ships sailing up there, so that's, that's good news. i got to say, I sailed Carnival Glory out of Boston in July, and I absolutely loved it up there. Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous part of the country. I, I've got to say one other thing, too, about the Port of Boston. The quickest cruise port for disembarkation and embarkation ever. Get out of here. It even beat Terminal 18 in uh, Lauderdale. What? Get out of here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> was, it, where, was the ship full? Yeah. It was sold out sailing. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Well, it, it's nice when you get uh, a good amount of our... Uh, you know, a good amount of uh, government officials to help with the checkout. Well, MSC Cruises redesigns their buffets on three ships. What exactly are they doing? Well, what they're going to be doing is uh, doing, I guess, something similar to what uh, some of the other cruise lines do, like uh, NCL and Royal Caribbean and Celebrity, where they're going to have live 
food presentations and uh, you know be able to present you with hot food and uh, cook to order and it's going to be pretty exciting for passengers sailing on them and uh, they're trying to go back to their uh, Mediterranean roots. I guess you could say that's a hot mess. It is going to be pretty nice for them. Let's see what else we have here. We have MSC redesigns the buffet on three cruise ships. That's going to be good. Oh, Stuart, I got a question for you. So with Princess in Norwegian going back to Houston, I was doing a little research, and that's pretty far up the, uh, the inlet there. How, did, did Houston entice them to come back? Well, the only way to have gotten the cruise lines to come back, because it is, it is I mean, the, the, the cruise lines were less interested in the extra 45 minutes that the cruise passengers have to endure traveling to and from the, the port, but it, it does cost them more money because they actually have to sail much farther and sail right past Galveston, which you know it does cost them time and money that that could be you know made in, in other activities uh, elsewhere. But uh, so essentially, as it turns out, that um, over the course of the next uh, you know three years through 2016, they estimate that the economic impact from the cruise ships will be about uh, 200 million dollars. So what they did is they created a three and a half percent enticement for these cruise lines, and NCL being, you know, they're going to be there for two years uh, versus uh, Princess at one, so uh, NCL will get the lion's share of the $7 million in funds, so that's, that's essentially what it, it took, and I'm, I'm sure there were a few other things that uh, were, were provided to them. Some you know, backdoor to, deals. Well, to, to <laughs> offset the, I mean, it, I mean, it is, I mean, it's a lot of fuel, it's time, it's, it's a lot, and uh, you know, I will tell you, the Bayport is, is nice. I mean, it is four years old, but uh, it certainly looks brand new because it re- it's really never been used except for a few times when Carnival had to use it uh, when Galveston was damaged. So when you say the ship goes right past Galveston to go into Houston, it like literally goes right in front of Galveston, right? Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll, it'll sail past that. Galveston and then head into the uh, intercoastal there and right into Bayport, which is in uh, Pasadena. But uh, the nice thing for passengers is that it's only about a 45-minute drive instead of about an hour-and-a-half drive uh, going, to, going to Galveston. So it, it, it certainly will save time, especially for people flying in that day. The last thing you want to do is get stuck on a bus for an hour-and-a-half. Yeah. All right. Here's a listener question from Twitter. Where is the best cabin to have on a ship to avoid seasickness? Well, like, like opinions, uh, you know, it really depends on, on the person. But some, of, some people, if you're really worried about being seasick, They'll tell you, you know, be in the top part of the mainframe of the ship, not the, the tower part, and more toward the middle. But, you know, the, these ships are, you know, are much larger uh, than, than ever, and, and the, the technology used for ship stabilization has greatly increased. So, you know, I, I'd say, you know, being, so, you know, somewhere toward the, you know, the middle, you know, front middle, front back, is, is, is a great area to be in, but, uh, you know, the, these ships are not... I mean, if, if there's good, the, the weather's foul outside, I mean, it, it's really not going to make a, whole, a, whole, a big difference. But uh, not being all the way forward and not being all the way back is probably the best place to avoid, um, you know, if you're worried about the motion sickness. All right. Thank you, Stuart. Pleasure. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. 
Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Very happy to have with us listener Eden Kendall out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Eden. Hello there. Uh, You recently sailed aboard Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas for five nights out of Fort Lauderdale. And you were with your whole family, right? Not just our family. We had four other families traveling with us. We had... Uh, let's see, five altogether, 14-year-olds, five altogether, 12-year-olds. It's just, I mean, it was, it was, we were a mob. Wow. Well, yeah. the, the first question is, how was embarkation? How was that process then? Oh, it was easy. It was, it was really easy. Considering, fact, considering how many no, people you yeah. had. Well, you know, because when you first get on and your cell phones are still working, you can get all settled, get your, you know, get on and then immediately hook up and... Well, I don't want to say we headed straight to the bar, but we headed straight to the bar while the kids <laughs> explored. You should. As well, you should. Um, that's right, because you can't get into your cabins right away. So uh, tell yeah. us more about the uh, public areas. One thing that happens is, you know, the first the first day, everything just seemed like overwhelming and huge. But after a while, it got to be where you just kind of had these meeting places and everything was so... And it was just really nice. There was a... There was a a bar right there, you know, on one side of the pool that, you know, the kids kind of always knew, you know, we'd be meeting here at such and such a time. And um, there was a, uh, there was like a dance floor thing they had set up near the pool for that, for the nighttime. It was really fun. Had you ever sailed Royal Caribbean before? No, never. How would you describe the vibe of, or in the the decor and the look of the ship? It was amazing. I, and I, and I'm not disparaging any other ship. It was just a, it was just, it was different. I will say that. It was different. It was, it was perfect, perfect for families. And it was just like staying in a really, really nice hotel. There was a lot to do. And you finally made it to your cabins. How were those? They were nice. They were nice. We had two cabins, which was awesome. So we could, you know, kind of stretch out. We had the, you know, the kids that they were attached to ours, but we had the two cabins. And yeah. it was just, it was nice. And, and some of our friends actually had, more like a suite, and that was beautiful. Were these balcony cabins? Theirs were, ours were not. Oh, okay. And it didn't really matter. I mean, ours were still great, but they did have that. That was a nice touch. And tell us about the food. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they were, um, the food was delicious, just straight off the menu, but we actually were sitting with a family from Utah where, where one of the, uh, the kids had a gluten allergy, and they were so amazing and accommodating for him. I just... 
it was astounding. They were ready for him every night when he arrived with a special menu. And, you know, I kind of felt that way for him because those things we were eating were so amazing. I know he would have loved to have had them. But they were really good to him, and he had delicious food, too. So that was kind of, I guess, eye-opening to see what they're willing to do for somebody who has a special dietary need. Were there any specialty restaurants that you enjoyed? There was pizza. I think that was considered one of the, you know, you could just go there and get it. But they had right. pizza, and they had a little place for cupcakes little cupcake store so that was amazing and we didn't do anything other than that like, gotcha. I think there might have been a, an opportunity for for even finer dining but believe me this is just plenty fine for us before I get to the entertainment how were the kids programs Did, were they were they well occupied and, and, and entertained oh oh yeah they were um, none of our kids were involved in the kids program but I will I'll say that to me when you don't see kids running all over the ship, kind of whining and, whining and you know, and peeing in their parents' fun, then you know the kids' program must be really good. When we went, though, our kids were just at that age where they could kind of wander off in, in, in a group and do things together, and they thoroughly enjoyed that. How old are your kids now? They're 12 and 14-year-olds. And uh, what about the entertainment for you guys? Uh, did you take advantage and enjoy some of that on-board entertainment? We, we definitely did. Let's see, I'm trying to think of all the shows we saw. I think... I think Saturday Night Fever was one of them. Right. I think, um, let's see, there was ice skating that was phenomenal. And then there was something, it was more like, a, almost like a, a version of a Cirque du Soleil. Right, right, right. And you know what we love? We love the fact that, you know, especially we women, that our husbands like were kind of like captive audiences for this. We might not otherwise get them to go to such shows. But they like them. Well, of course, you've got, the door. you've got women contorting their bodies. You also have to take into account that at some point, they're just looking for an opportunity to sit down, have a drink, <laughs> watch a show. That's and right. And then they can be impressed. You don't have to really sell it so hard. <laughs> right. What ports did you hit? We went to Belize. We went cave tubing in Belize. Yeah. And we went into Cozumel. I have my, uh, my husband over here whispering, yes. Good, <laughs> <laughs> good. Belize was amazing. We had never been there. That was really cool. The cave tubing is that's an experience. It is beautiful. It's really a, a bit of an eye opener too. The uh, reality of the situation with the with the poverty there. Well, yeah, you learn a lot. And and the tour we went uh, we went on a tour where we first went ATV riding through the jungle, and then we went on the cave. But they take you through it. They give you a tour on the bus. They give you a good tour. Going downtown. Along the way and show you, yeah, and and then we were looking at the real estate there, and I mean, I think a lot of people go there and buy property now just because it is so impoverished. But it's so beautiful. So you get back to Fort Lauderdale. How was the disembarkation? Easy, very easy. We always do um, where we take our own luggage. We haven't done very many cruises as a family, but we find that that is still pretty easy when you do it that way. I would think it's even easier when you do it the other way, but we just like to get off, you know, the ship to, you know, make the trip home. But it was simple. So for any other families traveling or considering uh, taking a a family cruise, any recommendations or any suggestions you would have if they're going to sail Royal Caribbean? Oh, I would recommend this. I, I think this is the kind of ship that you could go on again and again and not be bored, too. I really think there's enough, and I'm sure that the shows change up on a regular basis to the point where you could have a different evening. And, you know, I say get a big group together. That's it. I think I think we'll probably do that again with these same families year after year. Any other tips for first-time sailors? The main tip I would give to anybody, especially if you're traveling with kids, 
is get them watches because most kids aren't used to knowing how to tell the time without their cell phone having right. a signal. Even better, get them a nice big Flava Flav clock around That's, their neck. That would work too. From Indianapolis, Indiana, listener Eden Kendall, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, that's going to do it. We've got an app. Take Cruise Radio with you wherever you go. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. A lot more than just a radio show. We have videos. We have, uh, what else do we have? News stories. Yes. Don't forget. Pictures. People should really uh, look at our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of uh, (laughs) funny and cool videos on there, too. Check it out. Yeah, cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hope it's a good one for you. Someone's got into the eggnog already. (laughs) (laughs) This is Cruise. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.